Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports, brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Hello and welcome to the Inside Carolina post-game podcast. I'm your host, John Siegley. I'm joined by Michael Brooker. We are coming to you just minutes after the heels fall to the Syracuse Orange 7270 up there in the Syracuse Dome. Mike, it was yet another game of fine margins, man. As we sit here, I mean, if you could kind of pinpoint maybe one part of this game where you think the heels kind of let it go away and led to this just being a, such a, another narrow loss, what comes to mind when you're looking back over this one? I think um, number one stands out, uh, I believe, is the turnovers, 20 turnovers against the zone. Now, granted, they're long and athletic and relatively active. So, But just careless turnovers, uh, 20 is just entirely too many, uh, especially against people that don't really pressure you that much. And and the other major point that I want to bring up is just uh, I think we were just talking uh, off air, uh, 10 for 41 from, from the guards and wings, and that's just obviously – uh, just not good enough against, you know, a quality opponent. Uh, they're not great, but none, nonetheless, they are a quality opponent on the road. And mm-hmm. that's just not going to, it's not going to be good enough to get it done at this time of year. Yeah. I mean, Kerwin Walton going 0 for 7 from beyond the arc against the zone. That kind of was what stood out to me. I mean, really, it was a game. If you were following along, the fact that it was only a two point game at the end kind of doesn't tell the whole story about Syracuse in the second half. Let's though talk about a positive, Mike. I mean, the heels did continue to fight. I mean, Syracuse was what up 12 at the four uh, under four minute TV timeout mark. I mean, talk about what you saw from them to close that gap when really at that point they could have just rolled over and gotten blown out. Yeah. I mean, I think we kept playing hard. I mean, I don't necessarily think, that's the issue. I think it's just um, the lapses. Um, but it was nice to see that that fight at the end to keep pushing and give ourselves a chance. Um, couldn't make those free throws that really would have probably put a lot of game pressure on Syracuse at the end. But I, I think ultimately, you know, we, we make a run and take a lead at the beginning of the half after they went on a 14-2 run to close the half. And then they go on a 13-2 run. It's just, it's just the inability to sustain um, solid play. Uh, for long stretches that that ends up biting us a lot, especially on the road uh, here recently. Yeah, and looking at at the bench play, I mean, Carolina did get nine points from R.J. Davis, but, you know, Walker Kessler, who was the hero over the weekend, Mike, he kind of came back to earth a little bit here. He only had four points, three rebounds. I mean, is that just indicative of the fact that he's just a freshman and sometimes – in different in game to games, you know, you're going to get an unequal level of play from those guys. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I definitely think that's a, and that's one reason we've been so up and down as a team. We were so reliant on 
the young guys who are extremely talented. I think, what did I see today? That five different guys, five different freshmen have been ACC freshman players of the week. So, I mean, we obviously mm-hmm. have a lot of talented young players that show flashes of brilliance quite often, but, but you are going to have those ups and downs, especially on the road. Like I said, coming off an emotional win, comeback win against Florida State. And so, um, you know, he's extremely talented and has really turned it on here the last five or six games. But he kind of came back down to earth today and, you know, didn't get in rhythm. I think when people play man-to-man, it's a little easier for guys to get into rhythm and get in the flow of offense. And mm-hmm. against the zone, sometimes you get stagnant and sometimes it just doesn't come quite as easy. And I think that was the case tonight with him especially. Who really stood out uh, for you from uh, on the heels in this game, I mean, you kind of have to go with Baycott, who had 18 and 15. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about him then. But aside from Armando, who would have been your other guy that you would have given a gold star to for this game? I don't know about gold star, but um, <laughs> but um, you know, Brooks Brooks was solid. He had a couple of J's. He was what 11 11 and six on five of nine. You know, Sharp, I think, brings energy. He had six and seven in relatively limited minutes for the most part. Um, you know, with, with with the way the minutes are dispersed with the, the bigs, we have so many talented bigs that you know, nobody's really playing 30-plus minutes a game. Every now and then you'll see that. But, you know, so those guys, I think, did some nice things in general. Um, you know, Caleb had, Caleb had eight rebounds and ended up, you know, having 10 points, had a nice little push there late with the late three and the drive and layup to cut it to four or two or whatever it was. And so – you know, there was some there was some nice stuff here and there, but just overall, um, you know, I think Baycott really stood out. You know, eighteen and fifteen, and um, shot the free throws well, shot shot well from the field. So he he brought his A game tonight, and you know, couldn't really say that about um, most everybody else, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, they tried, it, they worked hard, but it's just it wasn't most most of the guys' night tonight. Yeah, and we talked about this before we started actually recording that. I mean, the margins are just so fine with this team. I mean, two points, one more shot goes down for the heels. They're walking away with another tough win. It's just been a theme throughout the whole year. And at this point, you know, looking at the final game against Duke, should we expect this to kind of probably continue against the the Blue Devils? Yeah, I mean, I kind of said – um, after we lost to Marquette, I said, well, probably the way this season has been going, we'll probably come out and beat Florida state by 15. And I was joking with Tommy and it wasn't quite 15, but it ended up being close. And so, mm-hmm. you know, this doesn't, this, this result does not surprise me the way we shoot the ball. Um, you know, doesn't surprise me. We're streaky, uh, here recently. And so once again, like I said, the other night, I expect after the other night's loss, I expect us to come out. Oh, and, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we, we beat Duke by double digits and hopefully we'll come out with a lot. Of, I know we'll have a lot of energy. Hopefully we'll just come out and execute well and, and keep a body on him and make him have to work for everything. I think if we can cut him off and limit his, uh, his uh, production, we'll be in good shape. So with that Duke game coming up, I mean, defensively, you know, the heels tonight, they did hold Syracuse to only 29.6% shooting from beyond the arc, eight for 27. Most of the, of the damage came from, uh, Beheim Jr., as I call him, who went six of 13. But it was just another game where the heels kind of had some lapses. Syracuse was able to go on those runs that, that you mentioned as well. So as they go into their big senior night rivalry matchup to, to finish it off, what do you think they need to do to 
prevent that from happening against a Duke team that is going to look to get some revenge for losing to Carolina over there in Durham earlier in the year? I think ultimately, like, just we just got to stay connected to shooters, stay connected to Hurt, stay connected to Seward. Um, you know, don't let guys like that, you know, get get loose, uh, kind of like we did Bayham tonight. You know, once he got it going, I thought we lost a man a couple times and he, he was in a rhythm and you knew he wasn't going to miss it when it left his fingers. So we, we made it a little more difficult for him in the second half. But I think just generally speaking, putting a body on hurt like we did the first game, we really got into him and made him put it on the deck. And that's not really his game, um, you know, especially with a long, strong guy like a Baycott or a Brooks or uh, staying on him, uh, mm-hmm. putting, putting, putting a little four on him and making him. Uh, play against uh, pressure. And so um, just not letting them get anything easy. And I think if we do that, I think we'll be fine. Uh, I think we got the size advantage and, you know, I think we'll continue to pound it inside and hopefully one of our guards will, will, you know, a couple of our guards will, (laughs) you know, come to play like a love did at their place. You know, hopefully one of our guys will really get going and and take some of the pressure off our big guys having to produce so much. Yeah. And just, and just make some shots from the outside. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That Um, would help for sure. And who do you think does need to really step up if you had to kind of pick someone? I mean, let's look at the backcourt there between Kerwin, Love, and Black, who have kind of solidified themselves as, as the, the three starters. Um, Love had the best game against Syracuse, but truthfully, none of the three really stood stood out. But who do you think does need to step it up heading into the Duke game? I, I think, you know – I think love uh, being the head, you know, the leader of the offense in regards to having the ball in his hands most consistently. I think he's got to be a a little more efficient offensively for us to kind of reach our ceiling Uh, and coming off the bench, you know, RJ has, has made some shots, um, some big shots uh, in the last couple of games in general, um, but not, not, not very efficiently uh, hasn't, hasn't been playing very efficiently either shooting probably low 30% as well. But we'll need Kerwin to knock down a few to keep the defense honest. Once again, I think Love will have to play an efficient floor game, get everybody involved, make, you know, make things easier as he did at Duke. Uh, I, you know, I'm not sure he's going to score 25 or 30 like he did at Duke, but just be efficient and, and make sure we get into stuff and, and get other guys' shots in rhythm. Um, but, yeah, I think our bench play needs to improve from the perimeter as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's going to take a good effort. Duke's a, Duke's a very uh, quality opponent, and they'll be looking to get revenge in Chapel Hill. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how we bounce back from a tough one tonight. All right, so kind of wrap this one up, Mike. What would be your one takeaway from this game? Let's actually do one takeaway that the Heels did well, one takeaway that the Heels need to improve up- upon. I think the thing they did well, obviously, we rebound. Re- I can't talk right now. We rebounded <laughs> the basketball really well. I mean, I think we – out rebounding them 50 to 32, I believe, which is a great margin. But I saw a tweet um, from a guy I follow online and I reposted it on Facebook. I mean, um, you know, uh, it, it's a little easier to be the number one uh, offensive rebounding team in the country when you misses, when you don't make shots very often. So yeah. uh, there's kind of a double edged sword, a little catch 22 action there in regards to as many offensive rebounds as we get. Um, so we need to make sure. Uh, that, that was good. That was good to, to, to get as many rebounds as we did. Uh, although we did give up a few offenses late where they, they continued possessions. And, but generally speaking, that was a positive. And, and I think ultimately um, we've got to shore up, you know, continue to focus, continue to shore up the, the taking care of the ball. 
yeah. until we do that and until we, we do a better job of that, I think we've had 19 plus turnovers in each of the last three games. So until we do that, it's going to be very, very difficult to, to maintain any consistency, you know, within a game and also trying to string together multiple wins in a tournament format, you know, whether it be ACC tournament or hopefully the NCAA tournament as well. Yep, hard to really argue with that. I mean, turnovers were probably the, the key to this one. Syracuse only had 12. Carolina had 20, like you said. It's just tough to win on the road with that. We'll see what they can do in practice leading up to the game. I think we can go ahead and call it quits there, Mike. Let's see if you had any final thoughts, man. No, I mean, I just, you know, it, at this point in the season, it just kind of is what it is, and we're going to keep, you know, hopefully the guys will keep working and, keep buying into what coaches was preaching and we'll come out with a phenomenal effort on Saturday and get back to feeling good about ourselves heading into hopefully tournament play. I hope so. We'll have to see. All right. Have a good rest of your evening, man. All right. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.